0: I got up, and I went to my computer, and I logged on, and my, my homepage came up, and the headline was, "Jesus of Nazareth resurrected 1987th anniversary." Is that what you're, was that the top story? <laughs> uh, on your homepage? <laughs> it wasn't mine either. There's this astonishing indifference to what God has done. And you say, well Jim, not everybody's a Christian. That's not the point. The point is, He's God. That's the point. It doesn't really matter what anyone else believes about Jesus Christ. It doesn't really matter what you believe about Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what I believe about Jesus Christ. He is God. And 1,987 years ago, by the best estimate of many scholars, He was murdered. He was buried. And He came out. Now, this is the most important thing that has ever happened in the history of mankind. I've never seen a headline on it which doesn't stun us. We understand that the world rejects its Creator. His name is Jesus. We understand it doesn't shock us. The, the indifference that the world holds for its Creator and its Redeemer. But if He was who He said He was, (laughs) it should be the headline every day. Amen? God came. God came. God bled out. God's redeeming a people. God is saving a people. God is saving them forever. God is bled out for the atonement of the sins of His people. It should be something like that every day. Right? Every day but men don't care, right? Men don't care. Men simply don't care. It's like we've said all, all along. that It's not that men don't know. And I always like to make this point. It's not that men don't know He's God. Romans 1 tells us that all men know He's God. It's not that men don't know. It's that men don't want Him. This is always the case. This is not an intellectual decision. It's always a moral decision. I've told you in the past, I don't like to preach on Resurrection Sunday. And I know this is a weird thing for a preacher to say, but it's like too big for me. Do you understand my point? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's the occupational hazard of being a preacher because uh, you, you know you can never get there. You can never do justice to the Word of God. I, I understand it. And particularly on Resurrection Sunday, I get it. I can't even touch the hem of His garment. I can't get there. But the Holy Spirit will take us there. Right? The Holy Spirit will teach us these amazing truths about Jesus Christ. As a preacher, you're always intimidated... By the Word of God. It's, if, if you, well, if you're a thinking preacher, let me put it this way, you're always intimidated by the fact that I'm handling the Word of God. This is the Word of God. You heard blessings say it. It's the Word of God. It's more important than anything else. Anything else you possess, it's more important. You think you own something that's more important than this Scripture. You're wrong. You have to have this. This is the book of God where God reveals His wonderful truth of redemption. I've got a lot of theology books in my office. And of course, online you can find anything you want. And I've often looked for the perfect quote for Easter. I've never found the perfect quote for Easter. (laughs) There's no perfect quote for Resurrection Sunday, right? It's unquotable. The perfect quote is unquotable. The perfect quote is just awe, right? It's just stunned, breathless, inexpressible, awe. My God's died for me, right? And he's risen. He will not He will not be denied. He will save me utterly, totally, completely, eternally. He has done it. He is doing it. It's forever. You know, we talked a little bit last week about being stunned. If you don't know that's if, if you don't really believe that's God on a donkey riding in Jerusalem to to save your soul, you you won't be you you won't be stunned. But if you believe it, you will be stunned every day. You'll be stunned that God has loved you like this. Let the whole created order and every creature in it stand in awe, God. Has allowed himself to be nailed to a tree because he loves his people. It should be the headline every day for any thinking man. The problem is, we don't have many thinking men. And you know what Hebrews 2 3 says How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Amen? How shall you escape if you are indifferent to Jesus Christ? How shall you escape if you love something in the world more than you love Jesus Christ? How shall you escape if you trust in your religion more than you trust in the shed blood of Jesus? How shall any of us escape? It's true, beloved. It's true. Those who are indifferent to Jesus Christ will not escape. They will not escape. So today we remember and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And as we always do at the International Church of Milan, we first will remember his death. Some of you may remember Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, 13 years ago, I believe it was. And many or some allege that it was uh, anti-Semitic. So who who was it that, that killed Jesus? Who was it? The Pharisees, yes, the Pharisees, of course. The Jews, yes. Acts 4:27 tells us the Jews are involved. Who else was involved? What else does Acts 4:27 tell us? The Gentiles, yes, the Jews and the Gentiles killed God. Yes, that's true. That is true. But beloved, you always need to remember this preeminently, this is God's plan. This is God's plan. Acts 2:23 The man Jesus Christ delivered up by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God you nailed to the tree. I think that's an excerpt from Peter's sermon as he as he preached to the Jews. So what you have here what you have here is what we see this, this beautiful mystery we see often see in scripture men of their own free will meant evil, but God meant good, right? The, the, the Pharisees, the Gentiles, the, the Romans, uh, all those that uh, were involved, of their own free, rebellious will, they murdered the Son of God. And of God's own free will, gracious and loving will, He redeemed a people. This is how amazing our God is. He can take the ultimate evil of the cosmos, which is the shed blood of His own son. His own son was murdered. It's the greatest evil that has ever occurred in the history of mankind. It is the greatest evil. For He was surely innocent. It was the greatest evil, but God has worked the greatest good in it. You have to love this God. (laughs) How How can you not love Him? I just want to make sure you understand this is God's idea. Jesus didn't get backed up into a corner and end up on the cross. He came for this. You remember what he told Pilate? He said, I have come for this. This is my hour. I came for this. It's why the Lord was born. So, He is the Good Shepherd. He's come. To lay His life down for my sheep. John 10.18 No one takes my life, but I lay it down for my sheep. God has come to save His people from their sins. As a pastor, I share, with you, share this with you on occasion. Um, I always get the why question, right? And if you're a vocal Christian in the, in the world out there, if you talk about your faith, You get the why question. Well, why did God do that? Why doesn't God fix that? Why doesn't God change that? Why, 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 why? You always get the why question. There are 10,000 variations on the why question. Some of these are honest questions. I don't have a problem with many of them. But many, really, in all honesty, are simply an accusation. They're a backhanded accusation against God. Why is always the wrong question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is what you need to say to your friends when they say, why? Why did God? Why didn't God? Why didn't God? You need to just lovingly say to them, that's the wrong question. What do you think the, the right question is? Anybody want to hazard a guess? What? Not why. What? What was it the Philippian jailer asked? Anybody remember what he asked Paul? What must I do to be saved? Listen, anybody who you know, has the, the conscious awareness and mental skills to, to look in the reflection in the mirror, they know they're guilty. You all know you're guilty. You know, People out there, they hate this concept of sin. You know why people hate sin? You, they hate the whole concept of sin. It's been extracted almost from the vocabulary. No, you never hear the word sin ever, except maybe in a Bible-believing church. You almost never hear it in the world. You know why it's been extracted from the the, the lexicon, from the vocabulary? Because we're all guilty of it. That's why. We're all guilty of sin. We're all guilty. God has come to save us from ourselves. And I just want to say this. I do like to say it on occasion. (laughs) You know, the why question, it kind of... Comes out of this, I'm a victim mentality, and I don't know. I'm I'm not a historian, but I've lived 62 years. I've never seen more people in, in. I've never witnessed personally witnessed more people who come to me with a victim attitude than ever before, or what I hear in the media. Everybody's a victim. Everybody thinks they're a victim. I have news for you. You are not a victim. You are not a victim. You'll never be a victim. You're a rebel. Jim, I don't like it when you preach like this. God says you're a rebel. You need a Savior. Your sin has separated you from God. You must have a Savior. You must have Him. You're a rebel. You're not a victim. So, those of you who subscribe Subscribe to the victim mentality. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lovingly challenge you to go home and get with God and repent. You are not a victim. We've talked about this many times. You should be in hell right now. All of us should be in hell right now. You are not a victim. <laughs> God has been showing mercy to you if you're still walking around talking and thinking and, and breathing. So don't be confused about that. Don't be confused about that. Because we all have the Isaiah problem. Isaiah 6-5, you guys remember when Isaiah got the vision of God, he said, woe is me for I am ruined. He knew he could never be reconciled to a holy God apart from a work of God. And that's why we're here tonight to celebrate this work of God. So, if we believed our Bibles, we know that why is always the wrong question. What is the proper question? What must I do to be saved? It's what the Bible is about. What must you do to be saved? So the what question is answered by the who question. So we know who the who question, or what the, what the answer is to the who question. Jesus Christ, there is no other name given under heaven among men by which we might be saved, there are not ten ways. There are not five ways. There are not two ways. There's one way, and His name is Jesus Christ. And you have friends out there who think there are other ways. Well, if you love them, you'll tell them there's one way. There's one way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Period. Period. You know, if you believe it, you know what happens when you believe it? <laughs> you give yourself away to this God who has loved you like this. You realize religion is not going to get it done. You realize that. You realize that playing church is not going to get it done. I'm going I'm to love and worship and devote myself to this God even as He has devoted Himself to me as we've talked about so many times. So... The Bible, God doesn't answer a lot of why questions. I tell you this all the time. He just doesn't. He, gives no, he, gives, he does not give an account of Himself. As Elihu told uh, Job, He doesn't give an accounting of Himself. He's infinitely above us. He doesn't tell you what He's going to do or why He did what He did. But He has answered the what and the who question. And that's, that's what you need to know. That's what you need to know. It's what I need to know. So it's why we're gathered in this garage tonight to remember who He is and what He's done. Last week, you may remember, I'm just going to share it with you again, uh, how John began his Gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We talked last week about who that was on that donkey. Yes, (laughs) He's the Genesis 1-2 God. He's the God who speaks two trillion galaxies into existence. He's the Genesis 6 and 7 God who judges the whole world and saves uh, one single family, the family of Noah. He's the the God of of, of righteous judgment against uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. He's the God of, of... Psalm 97, before whom the mountains tremble and and melt like wax, right? He's the God of Psalm 99, before whom all the peoples of the world tremble. That's who's on the donkey. You know, this place ought to be, you know, we ought to have to have crowd control out here because people want to hear about this God who saved us. But you know, it's like small business to most people. It's just small business. Oh, I'd rather travel. I'd rather do X. And listen, I'm not criticizing about... I know some people have a chance to, to do a holiday and you can worship with your family and things. But you know, at the end of the day, this is a really, really, really important Sunday in the church calendar. <laughs> you know, obviously you expect me to say that. I'm a pastor. And I understand in Europe it's, it's, it's something else many times. But God's on a donkey. God's been nailed to a tree. God's bled out for me. It can't be a small thing, beloved. It can't be a small and casual thing. So we're going to spend just a few minutes remembering our Lord's death and then we'll remember His resurrection. Some of you will remember and don't try to stay with me here. I'm just going to go through this pretty quickly. Uh, if you want my notes or, or the audio, it'll be on the website. Uh, and if you want my notes, email me and I'll send them to you. So you'll be able to look at all these Scriptures and verify these things for yourself if you desire to do so. So if you may remember, John 18, they came to arrest God. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, three to six hundred men And they have their little swords and their little spears. And they come to arrest Jehovah God. And Jesus said, Whom do you seek? (laughs) And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And what did He say? Anybody remember? I am He. What happened? (laughs) Just by the power of His name, they are all knocked to the ground. (laughs) Okay, this should be a clue, right? Is this not a clue?